Jay, can I climb in? I went to the ravine, but you weren't there. My day kind of sucked in case you didn't notice. So let's make you feel better. Alex is sick with some thing. She thinks I gave it to her and she won't talk to me, so I don't feel like it tonight. Aw, are you gonna cry now? You are one cold girl. There's a ton of guys who would love a chance to be with me. Right now, I'm not one of them. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where flimsy wire bracelets are a girl's best friend. Mm-hmm. As Marilyn Monroe herself said. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, to paraphrase the one and only uh, Marilyn Monroe. Just like Marilyn Monroe felt. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm, I'm Nick. Sahoya, right? Mm-hmm. And you're Evan. Goodrich. Mm-hmm. I only say last names and you... Wait. I only say first names and you only say last names. We're, we're like a riddle... Thing. We're like good cop, bad cop. I was thinking we were more like that riddle in Labyrinth where like there's the two guys and he's like, I only tell the truth and I only tell a lie. And then oh, Jennifer yeah. Conley figures it out because she's such a smart girl. That's right. What That's do you ask? Girl. How do you know? Wait, Evan, before we start this, if you met like <laughs> two Griffins and one of them said, I wait, they both say only one of us. God damn it. They both say one of us only tells the truth and one of us only tells a lie. What one question can you ask them that will make you know which one's which? Oh my god, is this? I don't, I don't like riddles. Oh okay. <laughs> oh no. Well, you should warn me at the beginning of the riddle, <laughs> especially because <laughs> I, I didn't know this is a riddle. I thought it was like, where is he going with this? Especially, it took you so long to get there. I don't know the answer to the riddle, so I it's for, just gonna torture us now. I've seen, I haven't seen that movie since I was like a literal child. So like, this is like bringing up faint, vague like images, but nothing more. Impressionistic. I haven't, I haven't seen Labyrinth since the last time I did mushrooms, and I was kind of. A metaphysical child so that's similar <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> that seems like a, a fun mushroom watch yeah it's a uh, part of it's a lot of scariness and then uh, after that you just get to look at david bowie's dick so i a have little, a little of both i have seen the david bowie uh musical number since then for sure dance magic dance mm-hmm. or the one where he's like oh, uh, the, i think dance magic the one that's like you the power of the bay yes that's, that's a yeah, great song. yeah yeah that one um uh let's get into this okay we? yeah <laughs> so yeah, have they not had a david bowie song for any of these episode titles what a waste so i think the issue there is that bowie kind of had it rough in the 80s that's true it's not his best era it's not it's not if if they were using 70s titles it would be like a no-brainer but like did we ever discover did degrassi high the original show did it use 50s and 60s titles i don't think they use song titles at all okay that was a that was a next generation (laughs) because it's a throwback okay yes that makes sense yes that's right um so uh, we have another two-parter. Is this a, well, we've we done should, a lot of two-parters. We've done a poor job of explaining that we've skipped an episode temporarily. Don't mm-hmm. worry, we will go back. Don't worry, we will go back to that terrible, horrid episode. Is it bad? I haven't watched it yet. Um, <laughs> it, yes, yes. Okay, great. It's, it's, it's just more spinner Manny content, which oh, is... Oh, no thanks. <laughs> ...easily the most pointless relationship that has ever transpired yeah, on the show. Yeah, it's the worst show. Uh, yeah, it's up there. Uh, so we will go back to that. Um, it's that, and then it's um, Paige and her, you know, sex predator. 
<laughs> oh yeah okay no that actually sounds kind of fun i'm excited to talk about that yeah uh, but this one we're we've got two back-to-back two-parters that we're doing mm-hmm. what are we in season nine where every episode's a two-parter season 10 season 10 is what i meant <laughs> uh yeah so we're t- so well yeah we will do the previous episode and then we will do the following single standalone episodes after this week. Most of y'all are longtime All About Degrassi listeners, and you already know how we handle our two-parters. We're just doing it the same way. Don't worry. We're going to go back. We will go back. Okay, now what's the but name today, of this episode? So this is season four, episodes 14 and 15, titled Secret, named after the song by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. band name one more time. What was that? Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. And Maneuvers is spelled M-A-N-O-E-U What? V-R-E-S. Like, oeuvres. You've got a lot of fucking nerve. Maybe it's Maneuvers in the Dark. Maneuvers. Wow, you've got... I, I say you have a lot of nerve having a band title that's that long and also having a alternate spelling of a word within it you're you're asking a lot of me i think it's brave uh iconic did you listen to the song i did i was always listened to the song it was good yeah what's it like um 80s that's 80s m- 80s <laughs> give me something 80s new wave-ish oh uh I think then that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, I was, it was, I was, I was amused. The chorus is a wisp of a chorus, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so it's like all verse, uh, but that's fine. Hey, just like me on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, so this is an episode. It's a double episode. Double episode. <laughs> Um, we are checking in on her after post post shooting. Yeah, we haven't we haven't spent much time with her individually this season, which is interesting. Not since she was you know trying to organize a harassment campaign against Rick. So yeah, that was kind of her last big one on one moment because her watching the shooting go down that was like that was an everybody situation. Mm -hmm, Yeah, a lot of moving parts there, but this is this is. The all Emma. The all Emma all the time. So. <laughs> this episode. We pick up with uh, Degrassi, which is in the midst of putting on Dracula, which Radich apparently gave the okay on off screen. Well, I think after that diss track, he went home and he, he couldn't sleep. He was, <laughs> he was haunted. He was like, radishes, radishes, <laughs> radishes. <laughs> so he went back in and to silence the radishes in his dream, he allowed the Dracula musical to go ahead. I keep calling it the Dracula musical. It's not a musical. Sarah Marshall, but it's not that. <laughs> um, I feel like this has been, this is like the second time this episode, this season where it's been like, oh, we're setting up a conflict and then we just resolve it off screen after the Joey Caitlin house non-issue. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just like, why Why did we go through that? Like, I like, mean, Degrassi plays that game a lot where it's like the Jimmy and Spinner thing kind of got patched up off screen. No, like, it didn't. No, it did not. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, bad example. I just feel like they do, they, they go over a school I, year in like 12, 20 episodes, whatever, and... There's jumping around between who we're checking in with. So sometimes we just have to guess what a character has been up to for the last two weeks. And sometimes they stick something important within that few weeks. Yeah, it's just weird. I would assume that they would at least just like do like a throwaway line of like, well, Radish changed his mind. (laughs) You know, just like some, I mean, obviously. Trust your audience, Evan. 
Uh, I don't know. I was like, how do we get here? But whatever. I don't need to be talked down to. I don't need Liberty to look at the camera and say, thank goodness Reddit allowed us to do this. I mean, it would be, I mean, that's like expository. I would, I would hope they would do it less, um, clunkily. You've seen them do exposition on this show though. That's exactly what it would be. They just, like, why didn't they just resolve it at the end of the subplot? I just don't understand. Like they knew that this was where they were going. Because they needed to end in the middle of a sentence as they always do. So, uh, we see them in the middle of rehearsals and, um, Danny is playing apparently Jonathan Harker, uh, who is the lead. Jonathan Harker, lead. is that Keanu Reeves? That's Keanu Reeves. Okay. Yes. Interesting. So you're like, you're familiar with the, like the Brom Stoker. I like, watched it for Dracula. the first time, like two weeks ago because a podcast was covering it. Really? Yeah. The, uh, Fr- Fr- Francis Ford Coppola yeah. one. How did you like it? Fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not great. Um, you know, it has a lot of a lot going for it and a lot that is not going there's for it. There's wonderful production design and there's some good performances, but everyone's in a different movie. There's no cohesion. The the I pacing mean, is awful. I actually think it's a bad movie. I know we've like, you know, hashtag justice for Keanu, whatever, like he's been reclaimed, but he is not good enough. No, that's his worst movie, and I think he kind of owns up to it. He was like, I, I think the quote is in regards to that movie, Keanu Reeves said yeah, I was exhausted. <laughs> like, well, I think he was in between two big shoots that he was giving more attention to. I think to. he also, that he also attempts an accent in that movie, and mm-hmm. he, a sweet, sweet, sweet boy, he just does not have the juice for it. And um, I think that's apparently why, because in Much Ado About Nothing, uh, which you start in a couple years later, which is, you know, Shakespearean, and it's set in, in England, you know, you know it's he, everyone has accents except for him, and I think they were just like, just don't bother with the accent. Because yeah. he was, like, so stressed <laughs> out by already trying the accent and this and, and not succeeding. So, um, you know, okay, so, yeah, he's the Keanu Reeves character. Oh, I will say, uh, the woman who plays Lucy in that movie, I don't know her name, um, the Winona Ryder's friend, um, yeah. she, she okay. ate. You remember? No. Do you remember her? Look, it, I had a problem with Dracula because it was old timey. I don't, I, the second it's like it, it, the 1800s, here's a big boat. I'm like, I don't care. I can't <laughs> oh relate god. to any of these people. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm Good sorry. Point. I don't care. It is a classic. I don't, I didn't of, enjoy it. Well. This was literally like two weeks ago. I was asking, is Francis Ford Coppola a good director or not? And it's because I had just watched Dracula. And I was like, I think he's not. <laughs> well, you know, he's, he, we all have our fumbles. What are his other movies? The Godfather? It's fine. Okay. We're, okay. We, we have to, we have to move on now. What? You're a Godfather, like, defender now? I mean, I'm a person with you're eyes. A, you're a Ken? I'm a person with... You're a Ken doll? I'm a person with eyes. Are you explain to me why the Godfather is good? First of all, I like it. It's fine. Those are two different sentences. <laughs> um, I can like things that are fine. <laughs> It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty great. It's pretty. It's pretty great. It's the Beatles of movies. The in, Beatles are also good, good, but I just don't care. That's fine. Moving on. Oh, we let's can... go look at the Mona Lisa. It's the most amazing painting. No, okay, it's the one everyone knows. Oh my God. Okay, you know, it's a painting of a lady. You know, sometimes things are well known because they are in fact good because they earn their legacy. This is Swifty mentality no, seeping into your this is just, art history. This is just me having senses. I don't know what to tell you. Go ahead. We're not going to get anywhere here. So so the first scene of this Degrassi episode. So Danny is, uh, yeah, he's uh, Jonathan. Uh, he's Jonathan. Yes. Uh, and Emma, Alex, and Amy, who is back. 
Amy's back, and I after, was excited. After obviously, not dying of alcohol poisoning. No, last, thank goodness. Last season, we wouldn't have all these iconic Amy moments in this episode. Right. We? So they are playing uh, Dracula's brides. They are. Mm-hmm. And um, backstage, we see Jay, who is talking to Emma. Which now, did you like this? excellent directing where it was like hey we're doing a play about dracula so jay sort of a sinister male figure is is going to sneak up behind her like a dracula and touch her on the neck Mm, did you notice that i well he touches her arm doesn't he he was doing a dracula i mean the whole thing is dracula vibes (laughs) i know the whole thing except for Um, the sucking is in reverse am i right (laughs) oh my gosh we'll get into it (laughs) um so yeah, so we see Jay like shamelessly putting the moves on Emma. Who is it implied that he's like, I don't know, pinching her butt or something? Because I feel like his arm yeah, goes it, down it and seems, she goes like, ooh. Yeah, it seems like he like grabs her ass. Yeah, something gropes her. He does a grope, and uh, Emma just kind of stands there shell shocked. Yeah, and we're seeing her face, but Jay isn't, and mm. we're looking at her face, and I think this is good acting on um, what's her name? Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald's part, because I think she's she's doing a blank, sort of disassociated face, and then she kind of comes back to reality, and you see in her eyes, she's like, do I like this? Yeah. She's doing some subtle stuff. I think it's good. Yeah, it's it's ambiguous, yeah. what's what's going on in her brain at this point. Um, good Emma acting. This was one of her better acting episodes, because she hasn't gotten to do much acting-wise, other than, like, scream for her mommy. So this was, like, nice to see her do something as an adult that, like, required a little more subtlety. I like, yeah, it's, I like this it's, Emma it's, Yeah. So Emma has been acting off in general after the shooting, and she has, like, stopped participating in class. Um, so she's clearly still going through it, but she doesn't seem... Again, we're like, we don't really know how she's reacting to this J interaction at this point. Mm-hmm. So in our B plot... Ashley tells Ellie that she's worried about Craig after getting after he was di- diagnosed as bipolar. Mm-hmm. And then Craig plops down with his tray of goulash. He starts talking about goulash, and I think goulash is a food I don't like. I feel like I had it one time and didn't enjoy it, but maybe it was just bad goulash. Uh, I've never heard of a school cafeteria serving goulash. I think I've had goulash at my school cafeteria. Are you serious? I think so. I think maybe that's why I have a bad association with it is because it was like school cafeteria goulash. And maybe there's good goulash out there that I have not tried. I just love a a stew. Is that what it is? It's like a noodle-y stew, right? I don't think it's... uh, Is it noodles? I thought there was like flat noodles in it, but maybe I'm fully thinking of something else. I don't... I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Um... And so, yeah, Craig is rhapsodic about his love of goulash mm-hmm. for for a bit, um, which is very valid. Yeah, him. and then um, Hazel pokes her head in and she's like, I love soup. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, exactly. They had a team up. And they're they like, like, get out of here, Hazel. We already know about <laughs> your soup feelings. It's goulash day. <laughs> and Ashley, I love how the writers go to. It's just like, when we want characters to be funny, just go to soups. Soups well, yeah, yeah. This is their idea of humor. <laughs> Talking about they're, food. They're in their random era. <laughs> they're like, so random. They're so close to going, potato! Soy rando. <laughs> um, and Ashley suggests he join a support group. And Craig is like, for, for goulash lovers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's <a> pretty funny <laughs> But of course, she means for teens struggling with mental illness. And despite his initial resistance, Craig reluctantly agrees to go. Yeah. That's nice. That is nice. It seems as though she's trying to be helpful. 
Yeah. But it's Ashley, so we know some other bullshit's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean... We'll see. We'll she see. is trying to be helpful, though. She's trying in a dumb way, and we'll find out why soon. <laughs> so, back at rehearsals, we see that Darcy... Darcy! In another early... Uh, she looks so young. She is so young. She looks younger than it at the car wash. She's a freshman. She got younger in in the previous five episodes. She somehow de-aged. Well, you know, the, the camera takes off ten, five years. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's her olden-timey garb. She's in, like, half costume. See, you feel like that would make her look older, though. Yeah, She's, like, snatched think. in her corset. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? She looks She looks like a baby. So Darcy is playing Mina, who is the Winona Ryder Mina character. Yeah, Mina Savari. Uh, the female lead. And Manny is playing Lucy. But Darcy is struggling with her lines, which leads to a little squabble between her and JT. JT uh, reminds me of me as a director, because I'm a goofy boy, but when it's time for me to be in charge, I, I want no nonsense. I become a real Kubrick. Not in the sense that I'm talented, just in the sense that I'm a jerk. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be a Kubrick. I'm not trying. It's just what happened. Do you, we, you saw what happened to Shelley Duvall. I would never Shelley Duvall someone. I would, I would never not. do that to someone. God. <laughs> God bless Shelley Duvall. Um, I'm speaking in hyperbole. I'm uh, more of a JT than a Kubrick. <laughs> JT, you know, he, he has a, a firm hand when it comes to directing. I'm curious. How do you think they're delegating? Because doesn't JT say he's directing and playing Van Helsing mm-hmm. and he knows all of his lines? Yeah. So, Liberty, is she co-directing, or is she just the writer? Because she's not even in the show. It seems like she should be directing. I'm sure she's probably, like... Co-directing. Yeah. Okay. To, you know, uh, second... Maybe it's like a James Cameron, Catherine Bigelow situation, where they're just kind of teaming up on the movie, and we'll decide who gets the producer and who gets the director credit at the end. Maybe she's his AD. Mm. I guess they don't have ADs for stage plays, do they? Yes, of course they do. Okay. I was an AD one time. Yeah? It was a very bad show. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. They should have made me the director, then that wouldn't have happened. You would have ruled with an iron fist. (laughs) I know, I would have been a Kubrick. Uh, So, (laughs) this fight between JT and Darcy leads to Darcy being like, I am out of here! Uh, And JT's like, you'll never work in this town again! And he, like, shakes his fist. It was Um, pretty funny. uh, But backstage, everyone is wondering... Who will play Mina now? Could it be Emma, who knows all the lines? <laughs> Maybe. Could be. She puts uh, on a little hat and she says some lines. Yeah. And it'll be her. She sure does. Uh, Manny seems to think so. But Emma doubts it because she blew the audition, apparently, off screen. We didn't see that. Auditions are hard. Sometimes you choke. I get it. Yeah, she was struggling with, you know, being, at, you know, you did watch a the gun, friend, yeah, the, a gun the, pointed the at her. Death. The, the recent death of um, a person yeah. in front of her. Yeah, and being held at gunpoint, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty traumatizing. I would probably not want to act for a whole year after that. <laughs> but that's just <laughs> After me. that, I'm good. <laughs> uh, and Manny suggests Emma join her and Liberty for Manny Petties. Have you ever done a Manny Petty? No. Me neither. Are they talking about like going to a place or they're going to go to someone's house and do Manny Petties? Uh, f- I like in a think, little foot bath. And... I think they meant like at home, but probably I don't think it was specified actually. Okay. Um, but Emma, who is in like full Eeyore mode at this point, is like, 
No thanks. He wouldn't want me around. <laughs> and Amy is also there, and she's worried about her bracelets. Uh, yeah, she cannot find her bracelets. She cannot find her bracelets. And then Emma's like, here they are. And Amy's like, give me those. Yeah! <laughs> this is, this is going to become relevant, so we're, this is, we're, we're uh, planting. Amy. Planting with payoff to come. Just really small thing that we skipped over. I thought it was funny when Darcy left and she said Macbeth, 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 Macbeth. She was like trying to curse the show. <laughs> well, she, she quotes Macbeth and then she says Macbeth. I know, but that's right? because of the thing where you're not supposed to say Macbeth in the theater. You say the Scottish play. Do you not know this? No. It's bad luck to say the word Macbeth in on stage or backstage unless you are doing the play Macbeth and talking about the character Macbeth. Really? Yes. It is considered cursed, just like saying good luck instead of break a leg. Oh, so she was cursing them. Yes, she was cursing them. Oh, that's fun. I thought everyone knew that, but I guess my theater kid uh, proclivities are... It's really The theater kid's really coming out this episode. Yep. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> so we then cut to Craig, who is at the support group, and we hear tittering amongst the group about yeah, their they're, stories. They're talking about their different stories. And can I ask a question? And maybe this is a stupid question. Do they really have support groups for like, just like ev- every mental illness? Like, it's not like they were all struggling with like, uh, disassociative things. It's not like they were all struggling just with pan, self-harm. Pan, pan mental. Yeah. Health. It was like, yeah. come, come here with all people who have any kind of, mental illness um i mean maybe it does exist i, I could see it existing especially like when you just like need it to be like specifically like for teens sure you know okay. like i could i could see it yeah because maybe mental illness is less diagnosed in teens so it's like there's a smaller sample like, pool. yeah or it's more just like we have issues everyone has <laughs> issues here and we gotta talk them out and it's like i don't know i, I could see this i could see this being a thing mm-hmm. i mean it's you know i don't know it's they group therapy the... is not always people with the same issues that they're dealing with. I thought it was, though. What is group therapy if it's not you getting together with, like, a bunch of people with similar trauma or, like... Yeah, I don't know. I've actually never done group therapy. I That's actually an... don't know what I'm talking and about. I also don't know. But to me, when I hear group therapy, I assume the reason you're doing it in a group is because you have, like, some shared experience. So mm. that th- it was just confusing to me, but maybe it's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I can't... I can I can neither confirm nor deny. Well, um, I especially wondered if it was a made-up thing because of where this leads, but... Let's well, so Craig basically un- unwittingly sort of like initiates a discussion about mental illness and stigma. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Stigma bad. Stigma bad. We say that and we mean it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Craig's sort of of the opinion that, you know, when people know you have a mental illness, they only see you for your illness. Oh, it's the is there a theme of stigma throughout this whole two-parter? I didn't think of it until now. You know... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll sort see. of. I feel like the episode kind of has it both ways. A little bit. <laughs> this, and we'll on, talk about... On this issue of stigma. But, yeah. you know, okay. Um, but I do think... I don't know. I think there's some truth to what he's saying. I mean, like, yeah, stigma is real. And... You know what else is real is stigmata. Having my uncle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Um, He's good I, now. It, it, he, he only got to the wrist. It never got to the spear. Oh, I saw that movie with Patricia Arquette. <laughs> it's the only reason I know what that is. <laughs> uh, uh, Somehow they did not bring up stigmata at my Catholic summer school. <laughs> that really? never came up. No. I think it's pretty important. No. I think it was a little too sensationalist. And I also think it was after the movie had come out. So they were like, we're going to lead oh, away like, from We're not going to feed yeah. the fire. <laughs> we're we're going to lead away from the stigmata for a while. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's a little scandalous. Um, I think, what, what cover was I going with this? Um, so, I, yeah, again, I think Craig has a point. Um, you know, even, like, the behavior of well-intentioned people, and blah, 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 well-intentioned people, like Ashley, like, that can feel frustrating because it feels like they're just being overly conscientious of, you know, your mental illness. Yeah, and it's your like needs. a coddling kind Yeah, of. exactly. And, you know, when you just want to feel normal, it's like that can feel, I'm sure, suffocating. Yeah. So, but then, to Craig's surprise, Ellie walks in. And she's late, which is rude. Yeah, she's late. She's like, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, and Craig, of course, had no idea that Ellie went here. And presumably, he did not want to go to a place where he would know people. So he's unnerved. And if he's at a support group and there's someone he knows there, then he should know about that before he goes. Ashley. Yes, correct. Which, you know, we're going to we're going to Why would you not mention get that? into that? Just a really stupid thing to do. Uh, <laughs> I guess probably because she knew he wouldn't do it, right? Well, then find him a different support group. Right. Well, yeah, this is the only support group in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after school, Jay drives by. Um, and sees Emma, and he starts hitting her up. Mm-hmm. And she gets in his car. She's being bad. She's being a bad girl. Um, She, like, took out her little headphones and was like, all right, jumping yeah. in to this car with its impressive sound system. Yeah, I'm listening to, like, speakers. Papa Roach or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that it's such a strange thing to look back on. Like, do guys hitting on girls now in the year of our Lord 2023... They roll up to someone and they're listening to, like, metal (laughs) or, like, any kind of rock and roll. Even it doesn't seem likely. It seems like they would be listening to, like, hip-hop or something with a beat. You know, like, they want to show that they're fun. They want to show that they're, like, approachable. They want to set a mood that's, like, enjoyable so maybe, like, fun things can happen. Like, what... What is this? You've, you're listening to corn, uh, uh, and you're trying to pick up a, a little a little girl. She's a little tiny girl. Yeah, well, kids don't drive anymore, so they don't, they don't even do that. Do kids not drive anymore? Is that a thing? I mean, it's going down, you know. It's going the rates down. of people getting licenses and driving. Just because of Uber? <laughs> or what? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's a confluence of things. Okay. Like, they can't afford a car. I think that's a big one. Mm. Used cars are very... You know, that's been a whole rigmarole for a couple of years now. What? The, the cost of used cars. They're, like, skyrocketing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so she gets in his car, and the two of them reminisce about Sean for a moment until Jay says... Don't get all mushy on me, green peas. Well, it was funny. I did like that line. I was like, that's good, actually. It was kind of funny, because for a second, like, the subtext was Emma was like, oh, I miss Sean. I miss giving him kisses. And I felt like Jay was like, yeah, I miss kissing Sean, too. Like, that was kind of the vibe for a second. They both, they both miss their boyfriend, They miss their boyfriend, Sean. That kind of, that was kind of the vibe to me. I mean, I, that's like... Because I feel like you could wonder, like, why... This feels random. Like, why is Emma with Jay? But I guess it, like, makes sense as a sort of, like, you know, because he did know Sean. 
Yeah, it actually on the rewatch, this pairing off kind of made a little more sense for that exact reason. Right. So Jay gives her a lift home and he invites Emma to come hang out with him at the ravine later. The ravine. He calls it something. Park he calls at it the first. park of some the, a park the name of some of sort. The park, yeah. But it's like it's every, it is every other time it's referred to later on, it will be known as the ravine. Exactly. Which is not the same. Is it the same ravine that is <gasps> the ravine? Clean the ravine. <gasps> And he was against cleaning the ravine and wanted to pollute the ravine. And now he wants to hook up in the ravine. Yeah, with the girl who, with Cause Girl, who wanted to clean the ravine. Cause Girl. This is interesting to me. If it, if that is indeed the case, it, that's interesting to me. I think it's probably not the same ravine. And my reasoning for that is, I think that ravine is right across the street it's from the It's close to the school, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. this one seems to be far away. Right. But maybe it's a big ravine. Yeah. And they're meeting at the other end of it. <laughs> I don't know. No, only questions, no answers. Well, if you look at uh, Google Maps, you'll find that about 40% of the Toronto metro area is a ravine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oops, all ravine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when Emma walks inside, she overhears Snake and Spike worrying about her and how she's dealing with the shooting. Mm-hmm. But Emma feigns ignorance and puts on this sunny disposition for them so they don't let on and she doesn't let on that just something is bothering her and then later she sneaks out of the house and goes to the park to meet jay where she sneaks out of her window which yeah. is a go-to emma move of course from the basement window uh so she goes to the park to meet jay where it is a wash in adolescent debauchery mm-hmm. sitting on picnic tables drinking a substance that might contain alcohol yeah the a fire a campfire <laughs> Uh, and then, it's a cop car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Anarchy symbols are yeah. Drawn, yeah. No, not that. Uh, That'd be cool, though. <laughs> Emma asks Jay if he thinks she's weird, and he's like, "Well, aren't we all?" <laughs> yeah. Great, great answer. Great Jay. answer. Great question. Great answer. Uh, Normal conversation. We then see a couple clamber out of the back of a van, and Emma asks, "What's in the van?" And Jay's like, <laughs> "Want to see?" You're dumb, Emma. What do you Don't do it, band? Emma. Don't go. Or go. I don't care. Or go. I, guess. I mean, if you want to. If you, if you, if you really if want to. If you're doing to. it for the right reasons, go to the van. Yeah. But if not, don't. If uh, not, don't. I don't know. It's Jay. I'm like, honestly, don't. Uh, honestly, don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Emma goes with him. And once inside, he kisses her and tells her quite plainly, it's for hooking up. Mm-hmm. You know what blowjobs are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which is so, like I guess that's probably the hooking up situation but it's like Emma's not gonna get any she just has to blow Jay and leave with a bracelet <laughs> because that's what the bracelets are we learn yeah so yeah when she tries to leave he gives her a bracelet and says every player gets a prize yeah so and this do you remember this sort of sensationalist reporting around this time maybe a year or two before this episode aired about this, that teens had, like, snap bracelets that yes. they were giving out as prizes. Yes. I didn't experience anything like that at my school. And I was at high school in the era of that. But maybe it happened. 
to me, it seemed like one of those things that probably happened like one time at one school mm-hmm. and then sensationalist like evening news just reported on it because yeah. they knew it would get parents riled up. Like it doesn't seem like a thing that actually happened. Much. Yeah, it, it was all there was a whole like moral panic over this, mm-hmm. was, which, you know, was uh, which seems to have been an urban legend by all accounts. Um, but yeah, like, I've never seen anything like in all my high school years. I never saw any of these magic bracelets that people got for giving blowjobs. Well, yeah, so teenagers would give each other bracelets in, like, different colors, which, like, meant, like, different sex acts. It was basically, like, the hanky code for adolescents. Yeah! Um, <laughs> and so there was... I actually have the article pulled up. This is from CNN, oh, okay. 2003. Let's, let's, let's check it out. So, uh, they say, as the story goes, break someone's orange bracelet, or, or purple in some cases, and you get a kiss. Red, a lap dance. Blue, Oral sex, black intercourse. Okay, so that's the code here. It's pretty similar to the uh, loot rating system in World of Warcraft, <laughs> where purple is epic and blue is common. <laughs> kind of like that, right? <laughs> What's black? Black. I, I'm making a little bit of a jump here. I guess black would be the the legendary one. Yeah, or like the the glowing purple one. I think this was also contemporaneous with the other moral panic revolving around teenagers and sex, which was rainbow parties. What? I don't know about rainbow parties. Okay, so this is a thing. This is, once again, a moral panic and an urban legend where supposedly teenagers would have sex parties and girls would wear different shades of lipstick as they gave blowjobs. Oh, so the dick had the different colors. Did different <laughs> rings of lipstick colors. I don't think that would happen. Rainbow, but yeah. Well, first of all, it's like, okay, who's not smearing their lipstick? Yeah, like, why who, are why are they who, individually creating I, who's individual like colored just rings? Has the tip in and is just like, all right, like yeah, I'm gonna go. To I'm the, just gonna suck this one. Just inch one of the inch of dick. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like just like. Adults, use your brains. What was going on? What was in the water? Boomers, I would like to know what is wrong with you. Lead, lead. Obviously, yes. (laughs) Obviously, someone made this up. And my thought is, if if a kid made it up to get parents, like, freaked out, that's really funny. If If an adult made this up, which seems more likely, the fact that it got spread this much, that just seems like a weird adult who's, like, making up weird things with it. Like... Whoever made this up should not should that's, be on a list. Well, that's not be the trusted. thing. It's like, what is you guys' preoccupation with the sex life of teenagers? Like, well, tell it on yourselves. A lot of here. that going on with the conservatives right now, huh? Well, right. It's like, why are you fucking talking about that shit so much? Every can what is it? Every um, accusation is an is an admission. It's an admission. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, uh, Emma is contemplating her little flimsy bracelet and she overhears JT and Liberty concerned about finding a new leading lady. And then Emma stands up and starts monologuing at them. <laughs> and JT's like, okay, fine. She's not, by the way, she's not slaying. She's a little flat. She's like, <laughs> she's, she's saying all the words. She's, le- she's leaving a lot of crumbs. Yeah. I will say. Um, but you know, they're like, it's desperate times, desperate measures. JT hates her. JT basically spits in her face. No, Liberty hates her. Liberty hates her because she bombed the audition. But JT also isn't thrilled. Yeah, well, he's 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 fine. He's fine. He's not her. happy. He says you're better than nothing. Uh, but Liberty is very skeptical given her recent behavior. Um, oh, that's true too. Yeah. Also, in her monologue, she uh, just says she says the word breast, which I'm just like. I mean, obviously, like, I'm like, I don't know. Do schools put, would the, would a real school put on Dracula? Because our school would not. 
And they certainly wouldn't let us say the word breast. I think you can get away with breast at my school. Like, we were allowed to do Assassins, the Stephen Sondheim play. We had prop guns. Really? Like, yeah, and it was low-key when George W. Bush was president, so I think my theater teacher was being a little punk rock about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, did you go to, like, an art school, though? No, but, but my theater program at my school was a magnet program. We were not a magnet school. But kids in the school district who showed, like, prowess in their theater program would do the plays at our school. Gotcha. Yeah, because we just had, like, a little more funding or whatever. Yeah, I think it's a problem with my school is A, public school, and B, public school in Arkansas. So yes. it's like, <laughs> eh, breast isn't gonna fly here, kids. Yeah. You're uh, like that uh, that Christopher Walken SNL sketch where they're, like, censoring the lyrics to Grease. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we did Grease. But that's a filthy show. Well, we had to cut a lot. Rizzo <laughs> is no longer pregnant in the show. Rizzo's no longer in the show. Her presence <laughs> as a feminist is a She is excommunicated. <laughs> um... So, meanwhile, Ashley tells Craig that her dad and his husband just got back from Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, she's very excited about it. Uh, obviously, someone in the spider's room is a faggot. Yes, I do agree. <laughs> to know that. because I'm, like, I'm like, there you go. Yeah. Um, do you think they were on that ship that went down? On the ship the that went down? <laughs> the oh, like, okay, yeah. As, like, perhaps a, an anniversary trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your 20th anniversary. Well, close. Look, 15th. So what do we know about Ashley's dad? He's like in the Peace Corps and shit. I don't know if he's going to take the pandemic. I think he's going to take it seriously. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people's brains got rotted by the pandemic. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe he'd, he'd pull a Naomi Wolf. He'd be pretty old by then. So maybe just the fact that he's old would mean that he would go get on that COVID cruise. Yeah. Just because old people love cruises. They do. They want to be trapped on a floating, like, nightmare city. I gotta tell you, I never want to go on a cruise I will. I literally will never. Like, <laughs> you would have to pay me. Like, if, if a news organization said, here's a million dollars to go on a boat, I'd say, make it two. I would cut I will, my time on the boat. I'll pay to not go on a cruise. <laughs> uh, but Craig is too busy being mad at Ashley to hear about her dad's gay trip to Puerto Vallarta. Um, and he's mad because she did not tell him that Ellie goes to the same support group, which, which would have been an appropriate thing to do. Which we can all agree is understandable, right? Yes. Uh, so at rehearsals. Emma is cinched for the gods. Yeah, she's snatched. Snatched. Uh, and she's reclining on a chaise lounge. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to sit down in a corset, so yeah, she's going to have trouble getting yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Uh, and so she's playing opposite this one kid, who we find out his name is Nate. It's middle part boy, right? It's, yeah, the kid we were like, wow, he's really chewing the scenery, and he's not, he doesn't even have like a, he's not even a named character. But now he is, now, now he's he named is. Nate. As of next, not even this episode, I think it's the next episode where we find yeah. out his name is Nate. <laughs> but we know his name. So, Nate, who is playing Dracula, mm -hmm. uh, and he's really making the most of his screen time, God bless him. Yeah, look, Nate, I think you're a good actor, I think, I think you were giving try-hard energy, and that's why you didn't take the crown. It's like a Jan problem, it's like, yes, you're talented, but come on, show us some soul. Show us some raw energy. I don't know, isn't that... But he's playing a theater kid. I'm like, is he, that not he's theater He's the Janet kid? Degrassi, of course. Right, and he <laughs> nailed it. He did. Uh, and but, by the way, I've seen Jan live on stage, and she's fantastic. Props to Jan. Yeah, she's great. 
Uh, but Emma can't work up the courage to kiss him because no. she's just like. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> she's, uh, she she does some hees, uh, and she's being a little bit of a, a baby prude. Yes. Yeah, and which prompts eye rolls from Alex and Amy in particular. Uh, also, no way would there be kissing in our plays at school. Uh, my first, maybe second kiss was on stage. I played a uh, man who killed Trotsky in a, um, God, what? I forget the writer. He did all these shorts. He's like a famous like playwright. And he did like a series of funny shorts. And there was one called Variations on the Death of Trotsky. So most of the scene was between Trotsky and his wife. And then I came in as Ramon Mercader, the uh, the man who worked in the building and killed him with a ice pick. <laughs> so I and it was it's just the scene keeps restarting with different ways that he could have died. But it's also implied that this is all going on in his head because the ice pick has entered his brain. It's a very heady. You did piece. this in high school. Yeah. And I kissed um, there was one version of the death of Trotsky where it happened because Mrs. Trotsky was in love with me, the the murderer, mm-hmm. and we ordained it together. So that I kissed that girl. Her name was Emily. I want to say Emily Harvey. I think that was her name. Mm. She was a senior. I was a freshman. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All the boys are like, yay! And then we went to a, a, a play, a, a theater festival in Sacramento, and we won for superior production. Hell yeah! Yep. Hell yeah! You did. Yep. <laughs> uh also apparently jay is part of stage management i thought he was more of a like prop and set guy because he's like always moving That's around part of stage management right stage management is not stage management is like one person's job well, the I mean, stage manager no i but i mean like like so okay so like in our high stage school creation we had well <laughs> like stage management was like the theater class we called it stage oh, management. we called that theater tech Okay. Yeah. And so, then, like, like you would be, in, even, like, actors would be in stage management. Yes. And then, like, from there. So that's what we call it. So, like, he's, like, clearly part of this production, yes. right? So it's like, look at him participating. Yeah. I don't know. Why does he want to do it? <laughs> Maybe he also is racked with guilt over his actions, and he's putting it into extracurriculars to teach I don't think he's thought it. about it once. I don't think he realizes that he's the whole reason that Jimmy can't walk. And I don't think the show realizes it. <laughs> well, you know... Let's continue. So backstage, Alex and man, not not uh, Alex and Amy make fun of Emma for being a prude, and Amy's being a a queen as always. And Emma tactfully flaunts her new bling in front of Amy, and Amy's like, "Where did you get that bracelet?" She's like, "Is that mine? (laughs) Is that mine?" (laughs) And Emma cuntily replies, "No, it's mine." Yeah, and and by the way, I'm so glad you mentioned the change in the tone of her voice because for the rest of this two-parter she speaks like a little baby <laughs> the rest <laughs> like a of, sexy baby yeah like a sexy baby she uh-huh. goes up to jay and she's like the energy of this scene is it's it's very are you wearing the the chanel boots yeah <laughs> i am it's very devil wears prada yes <laughs> are you wearing the the blowjob bracelet Yes, I I am. am. (laughs) It's good. It's good. And it is kind of a cerulean color, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. This walk, so uh, Devil Wears Prada could walk circles around it. Um, Yeah, and as we know, every single piece of media since Degrassi came out has stolen something. Degrassi was the blueprint. Yeah, and they stole 
this from digressing. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, but Alex is still in the dark about the whole situation. So How does she, she not know? How does she not know what's going on? Okay, well, ravine? I am wondering, like, wh- why? How does she not know that Jay is, like, out at the ravine getting blowjobs all question. the time? And she's if just... If Amy's hanging out there, then it seems like a bunch of people hang out there. And, and Alex is just like, sorry, I have my theater shift, but, you know... It you guys all have fun without me. It doesn't make any sense. It I, doesn't, really. I guess Alex is, you know, she's made her face turn, but I was kind of, like, surprised to see her making out with Jay at the beginning of this episode. No, she's Because it's like, how is she a face, but she's still, like, smooching up on the biggest heel on the show? She contains multitudes. Well, Alex. for a little bit. Uh, her hair, Alex's hair looks much better this episode. She looks great. Everyone's hair looks better except for Marco's. Marco's hair is 10,000 times worse. It, it regressed. Well, did you see that, like, Alex has, like, more volume? It's, like, very, much more like her season five hair. Like, has a lot more volume oh, in it. Oh, good. So it used to be so flat. No, every, this is actually the thing I noticed, and I wrote this down. Everyone has a little bit more volume in their hair this episode, and it really helps. It JT really looks does. better. Yeah. Craig looks a lot better. He's got volume and those big mutton chop uh, sideburns, right, which right. I'm really liking. Everyone has just a little bit more oomph. It works for everyone except for Marco, who looks like horrible shit. <laughs> they just ran out of hairspray. Marco took all the hairspray for Marco a couple took weeks. way too much. And they were like, no, we all have flat hair and it's all Marco's fault. <laughs> uh, so after school, Emma tries to talk to Jay about what happened with Amy. And Jay's like, you didn't even earn that. Amy did the mm-hmm. bracelet. Um which is just like stolen valor much uh yeah this is a real commentary on stolen valor yeah (laughs) and jay tells her with so much sincerity there are a lot of girls in that ravine i chose you yeah (laughs) it's like aren't you honored that i want you to suck my dick um yeah i'm gonna go with no yeah yeah i agree yeah jay doesn't have a lot going for him i guess if you're really into cars yeah then you could suck jay's dick I don't know. I mean, I guess if you want to try to rekindle your romance with your long lost Sean. I guess oh, yeah, yeah. We best. forget. We keep forgetting about that aspect, huh? Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Ellie shows up at Craig's under the pretense of restringing a guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she looks very cute in this bomber jacket. It's not something she would usually wear, but it's working for her. Yes. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, but really, she just wants to talk about the support group. And she tells him about her cutting, which he apparently knows about already. Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is kind of true to, like, the high school experience. Like, word travels fast, you yeah. know? Like, you know, I don't know. I guess it makes sense. But it, they've we, never talked about it. Then we get this kind of problematic Kurt Cobain line that I was talking about before, where... Well, so, okay, so she's she's trying to get him to accept his mental illness as a part of who he is and to not be ashamed of it. And she says something to the effect of, like, they think Kurt Cobain may have been bipolar. Imagine if he'd accepted it. Well, yeah, but he kind of does... Craig does, like, a little smile <laughs> when he's like, yeah, I am kind of like Kurt Cobain, huh? <laughs> like, and that's the part I don't like because I I think we were talking about it in a previous episode. That's just like a mentality that was going around where it's like you want to be, you want to romanticize this idea of like being a torture artist, mentally ill artist, you know, struggling with your demons. And I didn't like that line. Yeah, it felt a little tone deaf. This whole B plot is a big old, a big old nothing. Well, really? (laughs) No, I like, I like the, the gist of it. Like, I do think like she, again, she has a point about him, like not being ashamed. Sure. Because he's... Like, he's participating in the stigmatization of his own. Whoa. 
Whoa. of his own mental illness. Yeah, it's like right? it's like uh, internalized homophobia. Yeah, I mean, he refers to himself as crazy multiple well, times. That's, that's his word. Let him do what he wants with it. Well, you know, <laughs> it's just I like I can tell that it's coming from a place of self-loathing. Sure, and sure, that sure. deserves to be you know worked through, mm-hmm. called into question. Yeah. So that night, um, oh no, Ellie. Actually, so she she suggests that he make amends with Ashley, but Craig is still frustrated with how she's been treating him, even though he knows deep down it's out of love. Yeah. And so that night, Ashley apologizes to Craig. She does the right thing, and she does she apologize, does, which I appreciated. Um, but he says that he wants to go back um to how it was before he got his diagnosis, um, and he wants Ashley to treat him how she used to. And he just wants to talk about music and goulash, man. Yeah. And I guess this is more my complaint with this B-plot is Ashley is sort of once again relegated to just being reactionary to her supportive, love interest. Supportive girlfriend. Yeah. And it's pretty boring. And I think this is a great example of her just not getting to do in- anything interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm okay with this in isolation. It's just the obviously Ashley just doesn't get much to do in, this exactly. is, in the wider context. But like, I think this subplot is like. You know, I it's think fine. it has a nice message. It's nice to touch in on. It's it's fine. Well, and he makes the choice to continue going to group therapy or the support group. Which is great. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for these kids. Who owns this van in the ravine? <laughs> Whose van is it? That's uh, what I wrote down. You know, it's just the communal... It's the communal fuck the van. The communal fuck van, yeah. Who, but who pulls it up in the evening? Who's supplying the candles? There's candles there. In are there are candles in this van. Let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, There's like a blanket down in it too right? i know i thought that seemed like a real fire hazard well i mean i just think having candles in the van is like why it's so dangerous they should at least be up on something just put in, they were just on the floor just put in like a, a an electric lamp yeah well you could get one of those battery that, power you could get one of those that like kind of spins around and makes stars those are fun oh yeah cute mm-hmm. cute you could power it with the AC adapter or perhaps one of those big fat batteries that you put in a lantern. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have suggestions here. We don't yeah. need to use uh, candles. Candle dangerous. Uh, romantic as it may be. Speaking of playing with fire, Emma shows uh, up at the ravine. <laughs> she sure does. And Emma asks Jay to take her to the van. For a real tour this time. <laughs> and we then see her sneaking back because we like cut to commercial break. Mm-hmm. And then when we cut back, she's sneaking back home. In the middle of the night, only to find Snake and Spike waiting for her. And then they, like, interrogate her, but Emma puts on the waterworks. This was devious. Yes, and she's like, tells him that she's still recovering from the shooting. And she's like, you know, tears falling from her face. But once they leave, Emma wipes away the tears and fondles her newest prize. Yeah, and she kind of lays She kind of, like, lays back like a villain. Like a femme fatale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the end of part one. To be continued immediately. That's the end of part one. Let's take a very, very brief break, and then we'll be back. And then we'll be back to talk about more Degrassi. All right, we are back with part two, which opens with Emma walking past Jay Alex and Amy in the hallway as they are. What is going on in the scene? 
Alex is smooching up on Jay. Right? No, no, they're like they go in clambering over each other. Yeah, and like something about a doctor's note. Uh, the, the the point of this scene is that Alex has a doctor's note for some reason. Okay, I missed that. That's obviously foreshadowing. Yeah, I missed it the first time. Yes, but like I don't know. They're like uh, maybe some... they're okay based on the information you've given me. Perhaps they're fighting over the doctor's note because only one of them can use it to get out of school. Oh, maybe so. I don't. Well, so she says something like, "You're making it look suspicious." Like I have a doctor's note for real, and you're making it look suspicious. Something. It's well, that makes sense to me then. But she's also like, but he's like manhandling her, and she's like over his back. I was like, what is going on? And they're fighting over. They're fighting over the. I don't they must know. be. I don't know. They're the, fighting over the get out of school free card. That's the, what they're doing. The 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 point the relevant information here is that Alex has a doctor's note for some reason that we don't know about, and Emma clearly feels some type of way about seeing Jay give her the cold shoulder, and then he like makes out with Alex in front of her. Yeah, and, and then so- Emma looks around and she's like, "What can I kiss?" <laughs> <laughs> and so out of spite, she plants one on her co-star. Nate, who just wanted to know where they should put their costumes. Yep. Uh, and he's shocked. Manny's shocked. Manny's confused. Snake is confused. Peppermint's confused. We're all confused. <laughs> yeah, everyone is looking on, like, dumbfounded. Yeah. Every, uh, their jaws are on the floor. Yeah, because they're like, this is not the Emma we know. Uh, and yeah, we find, this is when we find out his name is Nate. <laughs> yes, he says, why did you kiss me? My name is Nate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Honestly, justice for Nate. Nate's a pretty good little actor. I, I could have seen him be becoming yeah, a regular. I could have seen him becoming a character. He's a cutie. Sure. Like yeah, he, yeah. I feel like he had the. He's juice. got a great two thousands kid look. That's right. Very the old, middle part, old navy chic. The middle part was ahead of its time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Jay, trailblazer. <laughs> so Jay confronts Emma in the library about what happened, and she's like, and he's like grabbing her. I was not comfortable. With yeah, this. it was very ag- aggressive. He's like. Are you making me confused? What are you messing with my head? <laughs> and Emma's like, I think I need another bracelet. <laughs> she is obsessed with these bracelets. I, you know. Gotta catch I, them all, right? You know, I, I true. A Pokemon master at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I think it's like the odds. Like, I have, we're going to get into more of the, the issues with this episode, I think. But I think it's nice to actually show like young women like enjoying giving head sure why not (laughs) like i don't know i feel like so often we sort of have this like formulation of like oh when girls give head it's like they're like it's like they're giving something away like it's just like it's like a transaction and it's like okay i'm gonna do this for you and it's like no women some women love giving head well sure and i was earlier saying you know i hope that she's getting some too I will say, when I hook up with someone who has expressed that they are very excited about giving head, or they are mostly interested in giving head, I'm still gonna at least, like, put their dick in my mouth for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's courtesy. It's like, and then they can leave it in there for as long as they want. If they truly only want to suck my dick, then they can make, like, you should at least offer. That's my, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, Jay should have been like, I'll suck your dick. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm asking. Why didn't he offer to suck Emma's dick? (laughs) So, uh, but then this this whole uh, proposition is cut short when Snake uh, walks in. And calls him Jason. Did you see? Did you notice that? Yes. I was like, his name is Jason? Full name. Yeah, I guess so. Jason Hogarth? Jason J. Oh. Jason J. Uh, His last last name name is... Yeah, Hogarth. 
yeah. think, right? Yeah, yeah. Jay Hogarth, yeah. Um, well, so, don't you think Jay is just short for Jason? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, Jason J. Oh, Jason J. In quotes. Jason J. <laughs> Hogarth. Hogarth. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, Jason J. Um, and so Jesse J.'s brother. <laughs> Juicy J. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ju- Juicy J. Jesse J. And Jason J. Jason J. They're all <laughs> yeah. all related. The uh, three amigos, as they're known. What the fuck are we talking about? Um, okay, so Snake wants to know what's going on with Emma between you know her disappearing in the night and then making out with Nate. And just being a weirdo. And she's like, I gotta go to class. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, in our second B-plot, we're shaking yes, things up here. Because we're, we're in a new episode. New B-plot. Forget plot. everything you knew before. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jimmy is finally getting discharged from the hospital. And we see him in a wheelchair for the first time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to a nurse in a wheelchair, and I'm pretty sure they fucked. <laughs> was it his nurse or was it another It was his patient? nurse. It was his nurse. It was his and nurse. I was confused was for, at first because they were both in uh, wheelchairs. I was like, oh, this is someone who went through the same rehab program as Jimmy. Mm, but I think it's not. I think it's a nurse who happens to be in a wheelchair. Mm. So maybe got assigned to this unit because of her expertise. Mm, I don't know. I see. Okay. But she's like... I'm going to put this Polaroid of you on, yeah, my, well, that's on why, my computer screen. Well, that's why I thought she was just a fellow patient, because there was, like, weird chemistry going there on. There was! So I was like, are they, are they, do they, are they fucking? I think it's this thing of maybe this nurse, she has to be at least, like, 25, right? To be a nurse, to go through all that school? Well, right, so they're not fucking. I hope not. Otherwise, there's just predators no. all over. Well, <laughs> uh, we also meet Jimmy's dad for the first time. We do. Who's, like, very, you know, stern, imposing, stern yeah. lawyer dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's here to deliver bad news. Their home is not, is still not wheelchair accessible. And he and his mom are too busy to look after Jimmy. So Jimmy has to stay in the hospital another week. Yeah, and uh, Craig and... Uh, Marco were there. Marco, they were just there helping him pack up. He was all excited mm-hmm. to leave. He was so thrilled, and then he had his dreams dashed. And by the way, this was when I noticed Marco's hair looked like shit. It was big <laughs> and chunky on the sides. It was big, uh, square, unnatural hair shape. Yeah, helmet hair. Chunky, yeah, very helmet Yeah. Like, but like magneto-shape helmets, <laughs> if you can imagine. <laughs> like pointy and and sharp corners. Yeah, I, I, gee, I just don't know what was going on this season with his hair. <laughs> it's bad. It's unfortunate. So back at school, Dracula rehearsals are ongoing, and the production values are pretty great. It was like, what the fuck money did they spend on this? I know. <laughs> like, God, this school has a very generous theater budget. Huge set, many props. When you see the Costuming? Play, costuming for everyone. By the way, I don't think my high school, and I just said, pretty well funded, I don't think we had one corset. There's like nine <laughs> corsets in this play for these extras. Back in my day, we, had, we couldn't get one corset. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Maybe someone was wearing a corset. I, I didn't have to wear one, so I, it wasn't a concern to me. <laughs> uh, so Manny wants Emma to come over later and dish about her kiss with Nate. Yeah, and did you notice that she has a uh, Che Guevara like messenger bag? Wait, does she really? Emma has Che Guevara on her. Like, does she little... fucking really? <laughs> she does. That's it's really so... funny. Oh my God. Very urban outfitters of her. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, thought that Emma. was good. <laughs> cause girl. Gonna... Well, hey, she's being rebellious. Cause right? girl gonna cause girl. <laughs> um, but Emma. She's going down to the ravine to do some freedom fighting. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, uh. Emma has plans, yeah, to go to the ravine tonight, to, presumably to freedom fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alex is absent from rehearsals because of a doctor's appointment, but then in storms Hurricane Alex, mm-hmm. and she fucking decks Amy in the face. Oh, it was so good. Sends her fake vampire teeth flying <laughs> out of her mouth. You know what? It's so, and I hope this, uh, I hope this sentence isn't misconstrued. It's nice when you could see a woman punch another woman because so often, you know, these these blowups are like simplified into a, a slap or a hair pull. Like Alex winds up, balls up her fist and clocks Amy right in the mouth and it really made me laugh. Yeah, I really love seeing like actual violence. Girl on girl well, violence. Like, uh, it's pretty funny. Actual violence <laughs> against women perpetrated by women. You know what? This it's a slay. <laughs> continue <laughs> um, so alex grills her about how she hooked up with jay mm-hmm. behind her back you went down on my boyfriend you went down on my boyfriend and the bracelets he gave her in return and then emma's like Ooh. what what and what she like hides, she like hides quickly hides her she's like nothing to see here uh so drama drama rama is going down here <laughs> on this day so later manny confronts emma about her hooking up with jay and Emma's like, stop calling me black, pot. <laughs> and besides, it's not real sex, which is really a distinction without a difference. But okay. Disagree. <laughs> no, you disagree? Um, I think there is a different level of intimacy, both in the risks and the um, physical interaction for oral sex. Hmm. But not if you're, I mean, you know. Factually, there's just more risk factors if you're doing penetration in any hole other than the mouth. Hmm. Because you could get pregnant or increase Right. Well, oh, so you're on, you say you're on Emma's side, who's Emma's like, well, and I'm not point. getting pregnant yeah. <laughs> to Emma, to Manny. Yeah. Harm reduction. Heard of it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, she's also whatever. Um, I don't. Wow. I don't shame. I. I. Hmm. Hmm. I disagree. <laughs> These are not my real opinions. Uh, I'm being sensationalist for comedians. Are you? Effects. Are yes. you? Good. Good. My entire life, <laughs> I'm being sensationalist for comedic effect. <laughs> so Manny is like, uh, you know, stop being mean to me. Yeah, and I do want her to stop being mean. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, leave me alone. I didn't say she wasn't being mean. <laughs> she's being, a, yeah, she's being horrible. So honestly, Manny was demonstrating a shocking level of emotional intelligence right here. She was just like, instead of getting mad that she was, she was just like, "Why are you hurting me? Why are me? you doing this?" Yeah, <laughs> and she's like trying to dig in. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Manny's being way too good of a friend to Emma. Oh yeah, I'm that. shocked she's even talking to her right now. Uh, she's like, uh, come do Manny Petties with me. Come hang out with me. Why are you hurting me? Clearly, <laughs> you're better than this. And Emma's just like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She says that. And, she, and then she pushed her in front of a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. and then luckily Manny is a gymnast, so she was able to do a backflip and yeah. avoid the bus. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Craig and Marco visit Jimmy in the hospital, and Jimmy tells them... And Craig uh, puts his gross tennis shoes on the sterile hosp- hospital bed i was mad oh, about yeah. that yeah that's not good you shouldn't put the shoes on any bed but not in a hospital especially certainly not uh and so jimmy tells them about his plan to break out of the hospital for a day to see the kid elric show Woo! kid Woo! elric the long spoken of and about to be seen kid elric everybody's yeah. favorite musician in the world of degrassi the illustrious kid elric 
Um, can't wait. Can't wait to check in on those kids. Yep, let's find out what happens. <laughs> so, Emma shows up at the ravine, but she can't find Jay, and is propositioned by a guy who is way hotter. Way hotter. Way hotter, but she's like, no, I have my eyes on my silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was cuter, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but he probably, he's probably got some bracelets, Emma. Yeah, if you want a bracelet, bracelets are bracelets. <laughs> bracelets are a girl's best friend. <laughs> Um, but somehow she tracks Jay down at... How did she do that? Yeah. She, it's it, like at a different part. Well, and it's, well, is it, no, it's like outside a house of some sort. Actually, it looks like it's in the alley that they use as like the alley. Oh, it always. might be the alley. But it's like, I don't know where it's supposed, because I don't think it's supposed Behind to be dot. that alley. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, where are we? And how did she find him? I feel like the alley is in the same part of the town as the dot, because sometimes they'll go outside oh, the yeah, dot definitely. and then go have a fight definitely. back there. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if that was actually supposed to be that or if it was supposed to be like his be. house. Yeah. You know, it, it's it could unclear. Be his house. That would explain how she found him. I least. mean, right, yeah. at least. Um, instead of just like checking every alley. If we saw his house, we could have tested my theory that he's a Mercer Island kid and he secretly comes from money. Um, well, if that was his house, it doesn't look like he comes from money. Okay. That theory's bunk then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she really wants to blow him. Oh, she does. <laughs> and I've been in this mood. I'm like, just... Fucking give it to me. <laughs> well, she's it's it's very like Sarah Michelle Geller and in Cruel Intentions, where she's yeah. like, I want to fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's that energy <laughs> to like to Ryan Philippe. <laughs> Is it Ryan Philippe? What's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Philippe. Yeah, yeah. Philippe. Philippe. Yeah. Ryan Philippe. 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 He's, a, he's Italian. <laughs> Is he? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so she wants to blow him, but Jay's like, no, I'm not in the mood after what happened with Alex, who... I've also been in this mood where I've had to begrudgingly turn down a blowjob. I've been on both sides Because you gave your partner an STI. Either because, well, first of all, yes, I <laughs> oh had to turn down a blowjob because I actively was, like, going through doxy. And second of all, I have had to turn a blowjob down just because I'm in a sad mood. And I would yeah. like a blowjob later, but I know that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> two sides, yep. the same coin. Mm-hmm. So this scene was very relatable to me as my point. Yeah, no, I get it. I was like, honestly, Jay, I get it. Like Jay's going through it. And you know what? He's like showing that he has a heart of some sort. Shriveled and cold as it may be. It's Does in there. He? Yeah, he's he's he feels guilt over I think Alex. I think it's more that he doesn't know what's wrong with his dick, so he's not gonna fuck. Well is that though? For a second. But also he doesn't want to give it to Emma. I think That's good. That's good. Look, if that's the bare minimum that we're lowering our expectations to for Jay, then yeah, I guess he did a good one there. He did Emma a solid by he... not giving her gonorrhea. <laughs> well, oh my god. Well, <laughs> or mystery, mystery illness X, um, mystery STI. We'll find out in about one minute. So Let's keep going. <laughs> even after hearing all this, though, Emma's like. I still want to blow you. Yeah. She's like, are you going to cry? Are you going to cry, you so big funny. baby? That was so funny. <laughs> she was like using his own tactics against him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I love this, Emma. Yeah, and Jay's like, wow, you are cold. I love this, Emma, who's like using emotional manipulation to try and get Day's, Jay's dick out. Like, this is a very different character than the girl we met, you know, at the beginning of this show. <laughs> I know. The dolphin pants are gone. <laughs> um, so Jay just tells her to beat it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so, meanwhile, 
Jimmy, Marco, and Craig go through uh, this truly harebrained scheme to get Jimmy out of the hospital, which involves Craig dressing up like a mafioso. It's a trench coat. And a trilby. Yeah. To sort of hide his, like a private eye. Yeah. Yeah. P.I. of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of all that energy at once. And his plan is to ask for a doctor whose name isn't real and they it's keep like, changing it's it. It's like vaguely like German or Jewish sounding yeah, names. It's yeah, it's some kind of Eastern European kind of doctor name. And Marco then calls on a cell phone and asks for the same doctor, but also gets the name wrong. And this, for some reason, creates a situation where the front well, desk then, attendant runs away from the front well, desk. Well, and then Craig pretends to have a heart attack and says, yeah. go get me that Go made get me a doctor. that doctor. And so the receptionist is like, um, okay, I'll be right back. And then they like wheel Jimmy out and it works. It works. It works. And it was funny. <laughs> was it? I was, I don't know. I guess I was I like, thought this was funnier just because it allowed itself to be pretty absurd. It I, was silly. I didn't think this was funny. And also I don't know if it was purposeful or not, but they're playing this kind of like a weird slow jazz riff in the background. And I was like, is this supposed to be a Twin Peaks scene? Because it, it's giving me <laughs> Twin Peaks energy. Just like people screaming things that don't make sense. <laughs> farcical humor like it was very twin peaks a great tiktok series would be degrassi but like twin peaksified there must be something like that sailor i know you're listening sailor of course our wonderful co-op uh, member who's running the social media sailor i know you're listening can we do some twin peaks mashups can we do that I'll, I'll send you a list of scenes that would be good with twin peaks music and maybe sailor can make a few of those happen for us yeah i, I just feel like this has got to be something that if it doesn't already exist it should exist in mm-hmm. the universe you know yeah so at school emma is feeling under the weather with a sore throat it's probably um, just from singing too much yeah singing in this musical <laughs> i keep i literally the musical. i literally keep forgetting it's not a musical <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I've accepted that it's not puppets, but I, I still think it's a musical. <laughs> so, in a truly serendipitous turn of events, they're having an impromptu sex ed lesson in history class because... Well, it's because... Because... Something's going around the school. There's a, there's a mini outbreak of she STI. points out a list of STIs and she points to gonorrhea gonorrhea and Manny's like gonorrhea <laughs> which is funny <laughs> um and so the topic is of course oral sex and the sex lady informs them of the outbreak and she goes over the symptoms including a sore throat yeah so this sex lady sucks she's sending out a lot of uh, confusing information and doing a lot of shaming and she opens with exactly what you said by saying, like, uh, oral sex is less r- risky than uh, intercourse, right? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people raise their hands thinking yes. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And by the way, I'm not a doctor. But I'm sorry. I'm like, yes, it is less risky. I'm sorry. It just is. You're not going to get HIV from a blowjob. There's almost... Yeah, no- you can. There's... Evan, there's no records of that happening. Is that true? Yes. Are you sure? It that's has to true? get into your bloodstream. That's why in all of the old health videos, they're like, yes, if you have an open canker sore in your mouth and you give a blowjob and the person has a very high concentration of HIV in their bloodstream at that moment, yeah, you could contract it. But it's not the way that HIV is. Yeah, but that's just one. That's just one of many STIs. I know, but guess what? It's the only one that's not curable with like a Yeah, a gonorrhea can be serious. If not if you're getting tested regularly. It won't be serious. 
Right. She could have brought that up. But I, again, it still poses. And she threat. also is like, these are the symptoms. And it's like rash, oozing sores, blisters. That's not gonorrhea. <laughs> Sore throat? That's not, that's not gonorrhea? No, the ones she says out loud are accurate. But she turns the page and there's like seven symptoms listed and none of them have to do with gonorrhea. I don't know. I've never, I've never, I've never had gonorrhea. Um, no. So I don't know. I'm uneducated. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you all about it. Well, we do cut to Emma being like, "I'm in this photo and I don't like it." <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't know. This scene feels very after school, especially, and it's like didactic in that way. That's like always pretty clumsy when Degrassi does it, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't like it. Yeah. And it ends with the sex ed teacher saying that you should always wear a condom, even during oral sex, which is advice that no one I know has ever heard. No one should. Honestly, don't do that. At that point, look, why put your mouth on a condom? Like, just jack the person off at that point. It will feel better and you won't have a condom in your mouth. What's a condom in their mouth? What if it's a pina colada flavored condom? Uh, No, first of all. (laughs) No. Her televos. What the fuck are they putting in those flavored condoms? I don't want that in my system. The final thing I have to say about this scene is that woman was named Miss Ban- Banerjee. Miss Banerjee? Miss Banerjee. Banerjee. That's what it said in the closed hmm. captions. All right. It said Miss Banerjee, and sh- that was, and it said a quote well, well, Miss Banerjee, uh, I don't stand. I don't. Yeah, we wanted Dr. Sally for this. <laughs> We got, we got nothing. We got misinformation and we got shame. Well, well, you know. You from a Catholic church lady? Anyway, Mm. continue. We're over. (laughs) I mean, she mentioned condoms. That's definitely not Catholic church. (laughs) That's all. Well, fair. Um, (laughs) So right before the play goes on, Manny confronts Emma about whether she has the clap. And she tells her that she can't kiss Nate during the play, which, Okay. This is where I was like, wait, but science, because gonorrhea from kissing is very rare. Almost impossible. Like, I mean, it, like it can happen, but like, it's not, that's not how gonorrhea spreads. And so I was like, why is this show endorsing this viewpoint that like Emma can't kiss Nate? Well, if they had leaned into sort of the stigma of it and like it was incorrect for Nate to have that stigma. Well, and for Manny to have it. And for Manny, yeah. But Manny's being like the voice of reason in this scene. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So I think they missed the mark with talking about STIs in general. I I do think this episode missed the mark on a few things. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have have more thoughts, but yes. Um, So moving on, we then cut to the venue where Kid Elric is performing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh jimmy Ooh, i've been waiting for this for so long we've been talking about the kid alert concert for seasons now oh god uh so jimmy's having second thoughts about being out in public uh in a wheelchair mm-hmm. it's his and, first time out first time out yeah and uh this venue is apparently not wheelchair accessible because i guess canada doesn't have like ada compliancy well in, equivalent in what, obviously in, in what ways is it not wheelchair accessible Do, did i miss something well, they were like, oh, well, we don't have, like, because usually there are, like, like either they, like, make accommodations for you. Like, they're mm. like, oh, like, escort you to the front or they, like, they have least, reserved spots. They should at least escort him to the front. I yeah, agree. like, there's, like, there's usually some measures in place like that. Yeah. Um, but he's I, just... I think what's confusing about this is I think at a sort of 
divey rough and tumble venue maybe those accommodations would be like not extended it might be less likely that they would be extended Mm. and maybe that's what they're telling us this venue is but i'm like kid elric is supposed to be like this huge star so why is he playing this like weird dive bar yeah it is weird they don't know what they're doing with kid elric and they back themselves into kid elric being basically kid rock and we'll talk about that what now (laughs) yeah well so luckily jimmy is able to move through the crowd like moses parting the red sea yeah and he kind of he goes through like some growing pains because he like bumps into a guy but then the same guy like lets him through yeah and And he's realizing okay some people are gonna be like nice and chill and he's like wow i can use my disability for you know as a privilege to the front of the stage yeah maybe that's the theme between these two episodes is using your trauma to get like little things to make your life easier because that's what emma did with claiming her trauma with the shooting and getting bracelets yeah (laughs) bracelets and giving head um get hey getting a a head bracelet and going to see kid elric are pretty similar mm. (laughs) uh if we finally hear kid elric um what do you think i wrote down some lyrics i couldn't hear all of them (laughs) Because of uh, the people talking. Uh, The opening to the song. My name is Kid Elric, and I'm coming to town. Want to make some love, want to burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very much like, my name's Kid Elric, and I'm here to to say, say, I like to rap in a certain way. way. (laughs) The only other one that I heard is, when it comes to making love, the kid is well endowed. (laughs) Well, all right. But that's like... It's like it's a double entendre, except for it's not. He's like, when it comes to having a big penis, the kid is well endowed. You know, like, that's basically what he's saying. Yeah, he's just saying I have a big dick. Mm-hmm. Not very good lyrics. It just is what it is. But Jimmy, he gets to the front and he is just dipping and bopping. He is living. Having a great time. Living for this, like, limp biscuit wannabe. And honestly, the best acting in the world, this, frankly, icon of hip hop, pretending to like this white rapper <laughs> and doing a great job acting wise. <laughs> You know, Drake has some talents. Yes. <laughs> and he's also a person off stage, and that's where things get interesting, isn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, so, during the play, we see Emma and Nate's big scene together uh, as, like, Dracula's seducing Mina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just when it seems like they're about to kiss, Nate improvises an alternative, and the scene goes on, seemingly, like, fine yeah um but back well, there, it cuts to the audience and some people are like they're like hmm. they're like well i thought what? i was supposed to kiss i came here to see teenagers kiss <laughs> one of refund there was no tongue action in this high school play Boom. Boom. so backstage emma's like you blew the scene and Nate's like, no way am I kissing a disease-ridden slut like you. He doesn't say those exact words, know. but those are the... That's the, that's the message. The subtext, yeah. Which, I, okay. Are you going to defend him? No, <laughs> I am, no, I'm like... I mean, well, okay, so I will Why say... Why are you wearing an abstinence-only t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, like, as ignorant as his and Manny's behavior is, like, I feel like that's actually how a lot of high schoolers think about STIs. I agree. It's like, like, so it's like, I think that is realistic yes however but it's never checked that's well, the issue well this is the problem with it's Degrassi. never checked within the text well this is the problem with Degrassi sometimes though is that it's like okay are you trying to be like educational right which, you which know, obviously sometimes you are and sometimes they are or are you trying to be an authentic representation of high school because sometimes and by sometimes I mean often <laughs> those goals come into conflict like here where it's yep. like we're getting like okay this is realistic how high schoolers behave but also high schoolers don't 
high schoolers are not educated adult educators teaching us lessons, right? Yeah. High schoolers are little monsters who don't know anything and their brains are bad. Mm -hmm. So, but like, so I'm like, I'm like wondering, I'm like, okay, either the show is giving us mixed messages or the show actually thinks that gonorrhea spreads through kissing, which is like kind of, but usually no. Yeah. It's bad information. I think it's misinformation and disinformation. And I'll say it's both because I don't really understand the difference. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on, Jay uh, tries to cozy up to Emma but she's finally gotten it through her thick skull what bad news he is. And so she delivers the iconic line. You say gave it with me. me. Oh, we'll do it oh, at the same time. Oh, oh. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> you gave, gave me a social, social disease. disease. And this is definitely a line that was all over the end promise. Oh, yes. This would play even over Teen Nick, Even in the Teen Nick yeah. era, I would see this line a lot. And I believe when I was researching Degrassi podcasts, I haven't actively listen to any because we talk about Degrassi all the time and I don't need to listen to other people talk about it. <laughs> but I believe there is a Degrassi podcast. Called that Social Disease. Yeah, yeah. It, it exists now or used to exist. We don't know. But go listen to them unless they're like Nazis or something. Which they yeah. might be. Or if you don't like the program. I don't know. Yeah. Or if they're Nazis. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying because like I was trying to make some Animorphs YouTube videos and the other Animorphs guy was kind of alt-right and I was like, how? It's the Animorphs. <laughs> really? Aren't the Animorphs like anti-fascist or something? They're very anti-fascist yeah. and in fact they're very feminist and he made a video called Will the Animorphs movie be woke? Question mark. As if that would be a bad thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when will the Animorphs have gone woke? Literally, America has fallen. It's a book about oppressed children and uh, and fighting against tyranny. <laughs> but God. yeah, it's it's gonna be woke when they reboot it. <laughs> I God, I mean, I can't, when the Power Rangers go woke, then it's really over. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Emma. <laughs> Wait, what's her name? <laughs> Who played who? Never mind. Just mm. go. So uh, <laughs> Jay says after after Emma says that line, uh, Jay says that he liked that Emma was virtuous and whatever. Uh, and she's <laughs> like, no, I'm not. I'm not any of that. And uh, the Dracula parallels feel pretty explicit here, I will say. Yeah, he sired her. <laughs> well, he's like, you know, he's, you know, between Emma and Mina and like, you know, both of them being like corrupted by Dracula-like figures. Yeah. It's like, which is an interesting idea. I'm not sure if the episode actually kind of goes through with that. I don't think they parallel. knew what they were doing with this. And that's why the end kind of falls apart for me. I agree. Well, let's we can talk about it at the end because we're almost there. Let's say yeah. let's say the last couple things that happened because I want to talk about the the thesis statement and the broad strokes. So Jimmy and the lads try to sneak back into the hospital, but when they get to Jimmy's room, they are being lads, aren't they? They are. They're very laddish behavior. <laughs> um, being a bit of a lad. So they get to Jimmy's room, but his dad is there waiting for him, and he's pissed. But then he makes an offer to Jimmy to find him an at home caretaker so he can finally leave the hospital, which Jimmy agrees to. Yep. Don't really have any thoughts on the subplot. No, I mean, it kind of, we get a little more of the Jimmy, Jimmy's dad dynamic later. and it's, Which I think is more interesting it's later. It's more interesting, but it is almost always tied to his, like, uh, recovery from the shooting. That's mostly what his dad serves as, is like a reaction to Jimmy, like someone for him to bounce off of as he's trying to recover. Right. Right. And you never see his mom. We never we do. do. We do, we do. We do? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
I look forward to it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Season seven, maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fun. <laughs> so wrapping things up here, Spike and Snake are gushing over Emma's performance in the play, with Snake even comparing her to Catherine Hepburn, which... Don't do Catherine Hepburn dirty like that. <laughs> Come on now. Um, she meant like the later Catherine Hepburn years. He meant like Katie, Katie Hep, yeah. Hep, Hep, Bird. Yeah. Um, the the non-union equivalent. Uh, By yeah. the way, JT wanted unionized actors. So he, that was that was a funny line. He stands with sad. He was obviously. like, next time, union actors, Liberty, union actors. Uh, that was a very funny line. Uh, but then Emma wakes up and finally lets her guard down and tells her mom that she's not happy with the person she is right now. And that also she has to go to the clinic mm-hmm. and does not elaborate further. But they're able to put the pieces together, presumably. And then yeah. they, like, hug it out. Well, because Snake says, well, there's a di- there's an there's outbreak a- at school, but it wouldn't have anything to do with Emma. And, and Emma's, Emma's like, like <coughs> well, well. Uh, and then, like, the... Uh, the the, the bump, bump. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Curb, curb, yeah. Curb, curb. Music plays. Curb uh, yeah, and that's the end, right? Yeah. So, what do we think? You know, I kind of liked this episode as I was watching it, but once I started talking about it, I was like, I don't, I don't know about this one. Mm. It's just kind of messy. I think the drama's fun and juicy. I don't think it lagged as much as some two parters do, but it just wasn't my favorite. This is a very middle episode for me. So this is one that I'm like, I find fascinating, but ultimately like unsuccessful. Yeah. Because it's like, so I think it's interesting to get a glimpse into Emma's psyche. I it think that's the part that suit. works the best. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like seeing like how she's dealing, like, because obviously the shooting, it has affected her in some way um, that she's not really reckoning with. Um, but then the episode just kind of ends without really resolving that yeah and i don't know i feel like it gets I feel like the episode gets way too caught up in trying to be like a very special episode about stis and it and fails sex, miserably which it fails at doing even that yeah and i'll answer your next question no this does not go there because it doesn't actually talk about the real well and it, implications of this well and it kind of just in the process of like fumbling that then it also fumbles it lets emma down by like not really it just kneecaps her internal conflict and it's very shamey. There's never any scene where Spike says, hey, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself as a person because you have a temporary affliction that you got from enjoying your life, by the way. Yeah. Ugh. It, made, it, it made me kind of mad and frustrated. I, I don't think it went there. See, I do think it went there. I think it went there more with talking about the problems um, of rap rock in our society. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that sense, it went there. <laughs> But as far as the STI stuff, I think it failed. I mean, it went... I didn't like where it went, <laughs> but it did go there, sure, undoubtedly. Fine. Sure, fine. We're splitting hairs. Brimp, you can do the deciding vote. I don't think you'll do it, because I think you'll forget. <laughs> do, do we share with the class now? Is that what we do? Yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about? No, I think that sums it up for me. What did you learn today? I learned... Um, hello, I'm Nick. Uh, hello, I learned that if you give one blowjob one time, you will get gonorrhea. And And you you will will die. die. (laughs) (laughs) Now here's some rubbers. (laughs) Uh, What did you learn? I learned that that kid's name is Nate. Nate! Hey, 
Gone Justice too soon. Yeah. Justice for Nate. Gone too soon. Nate's a great actor. He's great at pretending to be a good actor. He's great at. We hardly knew being he. A, being a lad. He's being a lad, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, he really chewed those scenes. Mm-hmm. He was he was chewing. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's it for this for this week. Yeah, this was a fun one. You know, I didn't like the episode, but I, I had fun talking about it. I had a great time. I, I again, I, I kind of love episodes like this where I'm like, oh, there's like interesting ideas here, but it really fails in the execution. But like, wow, what a, what a journey. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you at the Kid Elric Show. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, please do. Do it. If you liked it. And if you didn't like it, then, you know, don't bother. Oh, Sailor. Uh, Sailor mentioned that there's no way to review on uh, Spotify, as far as they know. But we did get one message from one person who left us a five-star review, and I will read it right now. And I will continue to stall until I say it. (laughs) Um, Sam's All Good. Sam's All Good left us a five-star review last Wednesday. Perfect balance of commentary and episode summaries. It goes there with nonstop balls deep drama. (laughs) So thank you, Sam's All Good. And if you leave us a five-star review, I will try to remember to read them as I manage to squeeze in before the end of this episode. (laughs) Well, there's the, the, the jury has decided it goes there. Well, yeah, I think the show in general, our yeah. show goes. No, there. our show goes. Our yeah, show goes yeah, there. we go there. We go there every week. Where I go when I go there. All right. Well, Duncan Sheik. <laughs> well, what? Spring Awakening. Mm, no. This is the end. This is too much theater, kid. We yep. have to wrap this up. Yep. Bye. <laughs> We're about to break into song. Okay. Bye. Where I go when I go there. Take it away.